Hello and welcome to the Boss Babe Diaries. My name is Lois Banks. You might know me as Lois Banks Fitness on Instagram. Now today I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by the amazing Rosie O'Boyle, who is my fabulous business coach. Now I've been working with Rosie for I think it's like the last three months now, three, four months now, and I have seen such an improvement in my own brand message and direction, and I have absolutely loved working with her. So to have her on the podcast today is just an honour. So we was having a little conversation yesterday on one of my coaching calls, which actually turned into a long long conversation was when I have an actual business call and it just turned into a chat um which was a good chat however we were like let's jump on a call well a podcast and talk through our experience of our business our mindset crushing the self-doubt crushing like the comparison so I'm going to let Rosie introduce herself to you guys now I just want to say that you I couldn't have introduced myself better like that was the best introduction ever. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Basically, I'm just like Rosie's a fucking boss babe. Like I love her. <laughs> I, I'm not paying her for this. I promise. I'm not paying for the promo. No, I'm Rosie. I'm Rosie Boyle. I am a business and mindset coach, and I help women that are building businesses online to conquer their mindset, to build a stronger mindset. Um, and master the art of sales. I'm realizing that is my thing. I feel like um, even in the conversation that we had yesterday, actually, quite often we look at people's profiles and we think that they've got it all figured out. Like we're like, oh my God, they literally know what they want. They know what they're doing. But I'm actually going through a thing where I'm like, what's my thing? What's my thing? And it's really is mindset and sales. So yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. Definitely, 100%. You are incredibly good at what you do. And again, Rosie is not paying me for this. She's not. <laughs> she she might, you know, you're going to slip me a cheeky well, 100. Fiver. No, yeah, fiver. Fiver, mate. That's it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so me and Rosie, obviously, we've got two very different businesses in that um Rosie is um like very business working within the business and like she said sales and I work with women to improve um their fitness health confidence and their lifestyle and just become like their the best version of themselves so although me and Rosie have two different businesses we both have very much the same message in that we want to help women unlock their confidence crush that self-doubt and just fucking take the reins of their life their business you know just everything so we're both very passionate about that and I think that's one of the reasons why we have gelled so well like I have had business coaches in the past who I have not gelled with the same way that when I jumped on the first call with Rosie I was like right okay this lady knows her shit I want to work with her, you know, and I know that together we're going to be a fucking great team. So together we are going to talk today about, and this is something we were talking about yesterday. Um, we have both been very through very similar situations in our life in terms of our business and our mindset. And one thing we were chatting about yesterday was that we have both experienced being in a victim mindset. Mm-hmm. and the thing with being in a victim mindset and this is what we were saying yesterday is that you sometimes don't realize that you are playing the victim until you are out of it and you're looking back on it and I spoke on my Instagram story yesterday saying that I have come to realize now there was a point in my life where I was playing the victim I was blaming everything else other than myself but I think I had to go through feeling that way and that experience to become a stronger version of myself and I just want to hear from you Rosie like the transition like what at what point was you in a victim mindset yourself how did you get there 
how did I get there? Okay, that's a long story, I think, but I think I definitely will go into it. Do you know one thing I want to say on what you just said there, just because I think this is so important. Like yesterday, like you said, I totally agree with everything you said there. Like we're such a good team and we gel so well, but it's really interesting because I think when you do land on our profiles and when you see us on social media, you'd see us as very strong women. So like yesterday, we was talking about Lois's messaging, we was talking about um, her business and you know we, we were speaking about how whether or not people see us as approachable because we both know we're really really strong we come across like that we're both very motivational very inspiring and we started to speak about it and that's when we realized both of us have been in situations where we haven't been that way um, and I would say my I've lived in a, in a victim mindset for a fair few years actually probably around early 20s and when I look back now on that period of my life, um, it sounds so young. This sounds so, so young. When I spoke out about this, I've realized it's more normal. But I was in um, a, a relationship from about 19, just for a couple of years. Um, and it was an abusive relationship. It was really, really bad. It got really out of hand. And I'm really happy to go more into that and talk about it more in depth. Um, obviously trigger warning for anyone that is listening that's been through that I don't know if maybe I should have said that earlier but before I go into any detail or anything you know um, I will be speaking about that but I I really wanted to be loved and I used to push that away a lot I used to act like I didn't need to be loved and that I was really independent and that I feel emotional <laughs> I literally feel emotional already because I think I feel emotional because I was so young and it's so sad to think that so young you are, I can't believe I'm emotional already. Sometimes this happens when I talk about it. You're pushing away love. Like why, why are you pushing away love at 19, you know? Um, and then I think that caused like this cycle of being with people that didn't necessarily love you, they controlled you because it, it gives a different feeling. Anyway, I ended up in this, in this relationship and finally got out of it about a year and a half later. And that was through like the police being at my house, um, having to move out of my house, staying in, you know, hotels under a different name, pretending that I was going on holiday and actually I was leaving the country. It just got, it got quite extreme actually. And after that, I then again, really, really, really craved love, but didn't really know how to receive it is what I see of that. Um, and I was, receiving love and attention through telling my story of what had happened in this abusive relationship. And I don't think that you shouldn't do that. I think that you should talk about things that have happened. I think you should talk, talk about tra trauma, raise awareness, talk to therapists, talk to your family, friends. Um, but I was speaking about it to anybody that would listen. And it was because I craved that feeling of like attention and love and maybe even the drama because that's what I was used to from that relationship um, and then I realized years later after like so much therapy so much counseling that I still was talking about it and I was still blaming certain things in my life on that situation and I'm not saying that I hadn't been through a horrific time but what I'm saying is I was using that in, in a way where I could have channeled that energy so differently to progress and be stronger. And I do want to say, you know, it is okay to be sad. It is okay to go through like healing and go through times when you're not okay, but there is, you can take control back of your life. It wasn't, I wasn't struggling with um, mental health. I was struggling with something bad that had happened in my life and I was having a hard time. And I chose to continue to go back to that because I craved attention so much. Yeah. And that lasted probably, I probably had a big wake up call when, I don't think it was like an immediate thing. I think it happened over time when I realized like, why do I keep getting things that I don't want? And I was like, okay, you've got no boundaries. You don't know what you want. Why not? Because you're living in this mindset that's not progressive, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, there's so much more I can go into, but I'd love to hear like your take on it, how like you ended up in a victim mindset. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting what you just said there, like you 
openly you know you craved that kind of attention you craved that almost drama that you know and do you think it's because you was used to the drama in that toxic relationship that that's kind of what you like that's all you knew do you think that's kind of yeah and that's the thing and if you know especially if that person in your relationship was very abusive and controlling towards you um you know that kind of toxicness can really rub off on you and can affect your energy and you can this is why people will sometimes say you know they go into a relationship as one person and then they come out the other side as a completely completely different person because sometimes that other person can control you can rub off on you you know you absorb that person's energy and if that person Mm -hmm themselves has a victim mindset or is very toxic or drags you down then you're gonna think you're gonna think that way too you're gonna eventually become you know that that your yourself and who you are that's gonna start being chiseled away you know and by the end of the relationship like you're not going to kind of recognize who the fuck you are and that was something that very much happened with me I was in a toxic relationship where I at the start you know I have always been a very driven and Mm. you know disciplined individual like from a very young age I have always had this very much like get up and go you know I've wanted to get a job from a young age I wanted to pass my driving test I wanted to earn my own money you know I wanted to um I wanted to succeed you know and I've always had that drive and I got into a relationship with somebody who was the complete polar opposite of me that I thought I could save and help and I by the end of the relationship ended up needed saving needing saving yeah yeah needing saving and this is what I'm saying about you know that energy can from somebody else can rub off on you and if they are very much a victim themselves that can rub off on you and I by the end of this relationship that I was in I was in a bad place with my mental health and Mm. I didn't really recognize who I was anymore I didn't have any control over I didn't feel like I had any control over my life however Mm. I fell into this trap of blaming everything else other than my actions and me for what was going on in my life so at that time I had my this is um this is fairly recent but I had my my business and don't get me wrong like it's grown over the last couple of years but I was at this point where it just kind of it dipped slightly you know what it's like having a business you know you know you have those you might have those highs and then you might have those lows and then you have those highs and you have those lows sometimes that's sometimes the nature of business and I went through a bit of a low patch and as a result my business took a bit of a hit from that but it's because Mm. I got into the victim mindset of oh my business isn't growing because of this or because of you know x y and z when really the issue was me I needed Mm. to be putting in the work I needed to really call myself out on my own shit but this person that I was with before they were very you know, oh, I haven't got success in life because I'm unfortunate, or because of the because of the cards that are handed to me. And it's like, you know, you can take the right the reins and take control of your life. You are in control. Obviously, everyone has different upbringings, different experiences, and you know, some people will be more fortunate than others. However, you can still build a bulletproof mindset and and persevere and fucking try you know yeah so yeah and I I agree with that like especially you know with what you're saying there it goes back to the conversation that we were having yesterday about you know worrying about what we're going to say but I am just going to say this you know 
us, we are privileged enough to be able to pick ourselves up, work on our mindset and take the reins of our life. Yes, there are people that aren't, but a lot of us, the majority of people that will be listening to this podcast will be able to, right? Because it will be probably on a smartphone. And if you've got access to a smartphone, you are extremely privileged and you can take control of your life and you can take action and move forward. And I feel, you know, with what you were just saying about the, like you absorb that person's energy, you absorb those toxic traits and that mentality of, oh, this is just what I've been dealt. This is, you know, this is just how it is. That's such a normal thing. But I think as well, when you are in those toxic relationships, when you are the victim, I don't know about you, but when I was the victim in that relationship, I then later on, almost not got rewarded, but I, it was like a huge, sorry, a huge uh, thing the next day of like, let me buy you gifts. Let me tell you, I love you. Let's, let me be really, really nice to you. Everything's really, really good. And it was like teaching me that if I almost, if I allowed myself to be that victim, good things were to come. And it's really, if I'm almost embarrassed to say that because then I continued to act like that for a couple of years afterwards as well. But it's strange, isn't it? I don't think... In terms of business, I didn't have my business then, but I was so driven like you. Like when I was younger, I was I started work really, really young. I moved to the UK on my own when I was 17. You know, I went to college, worked three jobs. I was like, I had it planned out. Like I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, this is what I'm, it's, it was like textbook successful. Do you know what I mean? It was just the standard life. But in my mind, that was like what I wanted. And I was like, tunnel vision, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, and then this happened and everything changed. And I'm actually really grateful for it now. Um, but it's really funny because it's like, did they come to us because we were those strong people? And then we got chipped away at, and then we end up leaving, feeling weak, not being weak, feeling weak and fe- taking on their traits of like, the world's against me. You know, I'm with you, obviously it was your business. Like, oh, this is why this isn't working for me. It was relationships. This is why this doesn't work in relationships for me. This is why people treat me this way. This is why this will always happen. I hate men, you know, all men are horrible. And it was literally because it was a cycle of things coming in that I was allowing to come in. And it is an element of victim mindset. Um, I remember a therapist said to me once, okay, so why is this happening in your life? And I was like, because blaming, pointing the finger at other people, right? And you, if you switch that to pointing the finger at yourself for absolutely everything in life, your life will progress so much quicker. You know, bad feedback, the way someone's treating you, um, a situation you're in, if you stop trying to blame other people and just point it back at yourself and just look for a reason as to why it's your fault, and no one else's, you'll take control of that situation so much quicker. And I think it's about learning about yourself as an individual as well. And I don't think, I know that you said that you feel a bit embarrassed for admitting that you that you felt and you was that way, but I think, you know, it does, t- it takes a lot of strength and courage to like even admit that. And I think a lot of people like wouldn't even admit that they had been, a vi- like they had that victim mindset they would just continue to like point the finger at other people and the blame other people so I think it does it takes a lot to call yourself out on your own shit and be like nah actually I am the only person that is in control of my life I can't control other people's actions I can't control circumstances I can't control you know what's going to happen tomorrow when I walk down the street but you can have a say in the way that you manage your own emotions and the way that you manage yourself and the actions that you take, you have a say in that. So rather than trying to focus on, oh, you know, I, I need to change, uh, this person needs to, to, to change this so that I can be successful or this needs to happen so that I can be successful. It's like, well, no, what can you do? to make yourself successful what can you do to bridge yourself bridge the gap to where you want to to get to what Mm. action are you going to take and this is something that I talk to and I'm sure that you talk to a lot of your clients about you know I a lot of my say for example a client comes to me and wants to achieve 
fat loss okay Mm -hmm. I will give them the tools I'll give them the knowledge I'll give them the support and I'll help them try and change their mindset but if that person is not willing to take on board that information and apply it and then when they if if you know when they don't get results they're pointing the finger at everything else other than the fact that if they haven't put in the work you know they're the only person to blame and they're the only person that's in control of that I don't know if you do you have like those conversations a lot yeah, no, 100%. It's it's literally the way you react to a situation, isn't it? Like you said earlier, like that you can, you know, you can't control the way other people act. Mm. You can't control what what happens on the street the next day, blah, blah, blah. But you can control how you react to it, whether you stay down that street, whether you continue to surround yourself with that person, etc. With, yeah, no, 100% with coaching, it can be sometimes. And... I've loved every single person I work with, okay? And the journeys are different for everyone. But sometimes it takes different different people a longer time to take action. And I used to get very upset by that. I used to be like, it's me. I used to really attach myself to their results and think, why are they not taking action? What more can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And then I realized actually the only person that's got me here is me. And the only person that's going to get them here is me. So it's about sitting back sometimes when you've given everything that you can and letting them get nothing and letting them realize that actually the only person that has got them there is themselves and that's the only person that's going to get them to the next step you know definitely I think I think coaching go on you go so and this is something that me and you've discussed before like we both give a shit about our clients and we want our clients to fucking smash their goals and exceed you know what like all of their goals and absolutely kill it like we want that for each and every one of our clients however if that client that client's got to want it more than we want it you know I'm back in your corner I'm back in your corner I'm here for you I want you to fucking crush it but you've got to like you've got to get out of your own head and you've got to want it even more and you've got Mm. and you've got to start taking accountability for your actions and for your own for your own shit and again this goes back to like showing up for yourself and and not playing that victim and and realizing okay I'm the only person that actually has control and can and do this you know yeah I think it can be a really hard thing to realize as well sometimes it can be I know with you it was like quite a like a pivotal moment wasn't it like you had a conversation with someone where it was like a realization for you yeah and I think I have had a couple of those conversations but it definitely took me a long time to really think and some evidence as well in other areas of my life so for example building my business I was like wow I've got loads of control in my life and that made me realize that I can control other areas of my life as well and not in a in a bad way but more in a um I do have control over this in a great way you know do you want to talk about how you kind of like realized you haven't mentioned that yet have you and I when you told me yesterday I was like that's that's amazing so I think for me it was it had it wasn't like an overnight thing I think it was kind of in stages I I didn't actually realize I didn't realize for a long time that I had slipped into that victim mindset I didn't actually mm. realise until somebody actually called me out on it. And I remember having a conversation with my photographer, Ben. And we were walking along the street and he was asking me about business. We always have a little bit of a chat about business. And he was like, oh, you know, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, it's good. Could be better um I'm just not putting things I'm not putting as much effort as as I can in the moment um I feel a bit shit you know I don't feel like I'm in a good place with my mental health and he actually just stopped me in the middle of the road and he was like Lois look at look at what you've got going on like you've got a fucking great business you're absolutely smashing it you know you are an amazing human being your mental health 
isn't shit. You're not feeling shit. He was like, you're just getting in your own heads. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, okay. You're, you, that's actually, that that's so true. And I think I had almost got in my head so much because I was in a, a bad place with the relationship. Like I said, that person had rubbed off on me and I just felt, I felt quite low and quite negative about a lot of things and again placing the blame on other things other than you know I wasn't putting in the work but don't get me wrong I was still my business was doing well but I know that it had like way more potential and I was limiting myself I wasn't putting in that effort to get it to where that it it needed to be and I was blaming everything else yeah. other than myself so I had that conversation with Ben and I was kind of just like fuck like oh it's almost like I just needed I needed somebody to just be like Lois like get out of your own heads mm. and fucking crack on and it's really it's really really tough when somebody is in that victim mindset how do you how do you approach that you know because yeah. obviously I there's a difference between someone having feeling low because of their mental health and then also somebody having a mental illness I think there's like two there's completely two different ball games there and it's like how do you approach somebody who is seemingly low yeah in a victim mindset how do you go about that do you give them that tough love or do you let them figure it out for themselves where is the where's the line i literally was going to say to you how do you feel about approaching people with that if you have those thoughts and i think my answer to that is it can be really really difficult now because you don't know what is going on in someone's head do you? we we have no idea what's going on in somebody else's head and i think the like the factors that i would always consider are how close are you with this person what is the setup like what's the situation is it a work relationship are you family are you friends like what's their response going to be like and how involved are you going to be in their response so if i'm sat on a coaching call with a client that i speak to for one hour every two weeks for example obviously outside of that but on a call where i can see them i don't know what they're going to do next so maybe it would be a case of approaching it differently but if i'm sat with a friend having a coffee and i know that i'm going to see her after or I'm going to be with her for the rest of the day then I could approach that situation but I think it's digging deep into how much control do they have over the situation that is making them feel sad because or making them feel a certain way sad anxious stressed depressed whatever words we want to use how much control do they have over that and are they trying to get help and are they getting help Those are things that I would take into consideration. I think that a lot of the time now, mental health issues are solved. This might be a bit controversial. You know, that's how it is. And it is my opinion are solved in ways that are very temporary and that could be solved in a way that's far more permanent mental health issues or people feeling a certain way. You know, there's different things here. And I think there's a lot of things that we have in life now that cause anxiety, that cause depression. Have we tried eliminating those things and replacing them with things that can help us to move forward? Or is it a case of saying, hey, why don't you try this and carry on doing all of the things that make you really unhappy and compare yourself to everybody else in the world? You know, in my mind, when I felt, because there's been times in my life where doctors have said to me, here's some antidepressants, you know, you are depressed. Yeah. 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 And I was, there's been points in my life where I've been angry about that because I was quite young. And then there's been points recently where I've been like, maybe I do need that. And then I meet, like personally, I sat down and, wrote a list of all the things in life that make me feel happy. And I mean, exercising, nourishing my body. So things that if I do for a a certain period of time, make me feel good, meditate, get out in fresh air, speak to friends, have social connection in my life. 
um, spend time with family, you know, all of that stuff. And then I write a list of things that do not make me feel good, which involves comparing my life to other people. Um, certain things, a lot of things that in my life, alcohol, alcohol is a massive one. And I know you feel like this as well. I cannot accept antidepressants from a doctor that's trying to give them to me. If I've had alcohol, I spend time on social media comparing my life and I haven't been out for a walk, meditated or ate an apple in the past month. I can't do that. I think we need to start with like foundation level, which is free. I think we have to, like you said, like really look into like what we're doing in our day-to-day how much social media are we consuming how much time are you comparing yourself to other people you know and and then from there start eliminating those things that make you feel like shit and make you feel like a certain way and going from there and I think a lot of the time when we do compare ourselves on social media it can be very easy to fall into that trap of oh I don't have what that person has I'm never gonna have a lifestyle like that or I'm never gonna look like that and Mm. it can be really really hard to not fall into that trap but like you said if you remove those triggers and if you remove the things that make you feel like shit you won't even have those thoughts and it was it was really interesting I was listening to a podcast the other day I can't remember it was it was on the diary of a CEO and he was saying that um nowadays there's such a massive massive FOMO with um especially like with everything on social media, there's a massive FOMO, you know, you can go on to social media now, look on people's stories, see what they're up to and be like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not out at lovely dinners or I'm not on lovely holidays like so-and-so. And that was it. It was, I think it was Piers Morgan, but Piers Morgan was saying, you know, back in the day, obviously they didn't have social media, they didn't have stories. So they couldn't just, they didn't know what their mates were up to unless they had a conversation with their mates or had like dropped an email or something like that you know that they had no fucking idea what they were up to so now it's like in 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 an instant you can see this oh so and so's on a sunny beach with a cocktail i'm stuck i'm stuck at my desk feeling like shit oh i'm never gonna live a life like that you know Mm. so it's 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 really hard because everything is online and we are online so so much but it goes back to limiting your consumption if something's making you feel like shit don't do it exactly and do you know what i want to say as well like i i do believe like you know anxiety and depression are a thing i 100 percent. there's no i'm not saying that doesn't exist and that people don't have real life problems in life because they do right and mental illness is a thing it's not made up bullshit, in my opinion. Um, but I think that quite often we are not looking deep enough into it and looking at all of these things that do make us feel like shit first. We're just assuming that it is that thing. We stick a label on and then we live to that label and sometimes use it as an excuse. And it can be really difficult because that becomes comfortable and then trying to step out of that is really fucking hard. Um, instant gratification it is like it's 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 literally that I was saying to my friends yesterday in fact it was this morning I was like sometimes we are doing things without even realizing that we're doing those things based on what somebody else has done on Instagram it's not because you want to it's because you're looking and multiple people are doing that thing so you think I'm going to go there but without all of that strip all of that back would you want to do that thing yeah I I mean, yeah. for for the for the uh, record, um, Rosie has just jetted off and moved over to Bali. <laughs> you I bitch! <laughs> so I've um, had to see all of Rosie's stories of her move to Bali, and I'm so fucking happy for you because mm. it's amazing out in Bali. And a part of me has been like, I fucking want to be out in Bali. I want to be like <laughs> lapping it up and and you know out in the sun. So. But I'm really happy for you. 
do you, you know, know do you know what's really interesting though i um before i came here for the past couple of months i'm gonna be really honest with you here right be honest let's for go the past, for, the, for the past couple of months i have not been in a good place at all i genuinely throughout february and march was in a bad place like just very upset all of the time couldn't work out why this is was when this was when i was like do i need those antidepressants <laughs> that's i genuinely like i was like what is wrong with me crying multiple times a day and then i did a life audit and i was like okay cool let's look at this your boyfriend's away at the moment you're spending a lot of time working which means a lot of time on social media you haven't got a healthy balance with social life and work life you it's raining in spain i have no idea why it rained for two months (laughs) so i analyzed every aspect of like what was not making me happy and what i could do about that and that's where i've taken control instead of sitting at home crying and saying like what's wrong with me what's wrong with me i'm like what can i do to make myself better what can i do to make myself feel good again because i'm going to try everything before i go there yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm, I please, I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying it is weak if you go to the doctor. It's weak if you take antidepressants. It's weak. I don't think that at all. Not one bit of me thinks that. But I think they're life audits before we, you know, go into and label ourselves with something that we may use in, as a comfort kind of thing later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Like looking into what's going on and what you could change, what you could amend, you know, if there's anything that you can improve. Um, I know for me, personally, when I don't get up in the morning and don't go for my walk or when I don't train or when I don't eat more nutritiously and get, you know, all that, you know, healthy shit into my body um, that I start to see a shift in how I feel in myself and I start to feel I might start to feel a little bit groggy or a little bit moody or just a little bit crappy you know so like you said it's about looking into what you could change or improve and then fucking acting on it not sitting mm. on it, thinking about it I'm in an R in oh I don't know blah 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 it's like no take action and start doing more of the stuff that makes you feel good you know I got off a call with a client um yesterday who said recently she's been putting way too much time into work she's not been to the gym she went from you know training like five times a week to now she'll she might do like one or she'll do no sessions she's fallen into like um different habits with her nutrition so she's eating more kind of processed food and she's been drinking a lot more and she feels like crap because she's not used to she she's not doing the things that make her feel good so you know she has now come back on board and started working with me again and i was like right okay we need to start prioritizing more of the shit that makes you feel good because I genuinely think that when you do more of the stuff that makes you feel good that makes you feel empowered that makes you feel at your best that not only physically but mentally you will feel your best as well which is really important 100% and I think you know what for anybody that's sat there that's like maybe listening to this that feels shit or maybe listen to this and is recognizing that they actually are living in a bit of a victim mindset. And you're sat there saying, well, how can I get out of it? Like, what can I do to take action when I really do not feel like taking action? Trust me, I've been there. Like I'm sure we all have at some point and I know it's hard. Do something new, do something new that doesn't require loads of effort, but just go and try something new. Do little things throughout your day, like make sure that these tiny things make such a huge difference. Make your bed, make your bed, go eat dinner at the table. But that goes back to like having a routine and having habits. And I know uh, myself that when I'm out of routine and when I don't practice my daily habits that make me feel good, again, I start to feel a little bit off 
almost yeah. I don't feel I don't feel myself I'm, I'm very much a routine person like I need my walk I need my training I need my overnight oats in the morning <laughs> you know yes. just like little things like that like I need that routine and that's what makes me feel good and it, it's it's hard especially I think it's hard I don't know if you um have experienced this with clients it's hard when you have clients that don't have shift patterns that are you know just like the same every single day or maybe they have shifts that are different every single day and those are the clients that I do see a lot of the time like struggling Mm. with their like own mental health because they are usually out of routine and it's not the same for everyone but I have this is what I've experienced more so with clients that don't have that routine that don't have that you know same not not same shit every single day like routine and habits but just being able to have that routine every single day and having that like almost discipline I think discipline is like one of the most incredible forms of self-care because you can you know showing up for yourself and and doing things every single day and being in that routine and having that discipline to do so is that form of like looking after yourself I think and it's an accomplishment yeah it's accomplishment straight away when you get up and you do those three things that make you feel great you tick them off that's accomplishment you feel like I've achieved something today yeah it's it's literally like it's backed up like there's evidence to say routine is so good for your nervous system like it is so so good and I think with my clients it's a little bit different because obviously a lot of my in fact I think the majority of my clients now they don't work um other jobs so they they choose when they work and it causes at the beginning I'm like like, let's build a schedule because right now you're building a business and it's so easy for you to Say, oh, I'm going to do what I want when I want, which is absolutely fine. But building a schedule is so much more powerful because you stick to it, you get shit done and you feel better. And then you've got your free time. And I schedule in morning routine, walk, gym, workouts, like whatever it is that's important to them, schedule that in your diary so that you actually do it. But I think also it's important to have those boundaries as well for yourself and make sure that you are blocking out time for things that you enjoy and your own self-care because you can it can be very easy although um like you said like routine is key and it is you know really really good to have that routine sometimes I don't know if this is the same with you if I fall out of routine sometimes I can be quite hard on myself because I feel like I haven't accomplished what I would do in my normal routine. So I'm like, oh shit, I haven't gone for my my walk this morning or I haven't gone to the gym as I would do in my routine. Oh, I'm a failure. Sometimes, you know, and I have to really battle, not, not, okay, that's a bit extreme, I'm a failure, but like, you know, I have to sometimes battle with those little, those thoughts in my head that's like, okay, it's okay. Like if you're having a bit of a slower morning today if your body needs to just like have a little bit more rest or if you need to move things about or it's it's okay to not be in that routine 24 7 yeah I I this is funny I was talking about this with a client on the call before this podcast that we're recording about seasons in life because there will be times in your life where you do not feel like getting up at 5 a.m where you you know get winter months usually for me I don't feel like getting up as early I don't feel like doing certain things um you know certain times of the month where you might want to eat a little bit more you might want to lay in bed for an extra half an hour and I'm not saying you use it as an excuse but I'm saying be accepting of yourself and be grateful that you do get that flexibility I think as long as like 80 if you if you was to think about it I think as long as like 80 percent of the time you are showing up for yourself and you are staying disciplined and you are calling yourself out and like you said I know like sometimes you will wake up and you you won't want to get up at five but sometimes you have to like you have to you know but as long as you know 80% of that time throughout the year you know you are committing to yourself and showing up 
and but then there might be that you know 20% of the time where you do need to just very slightly adjust things yeah I I think as well 80 20 is such a good rule isn't it but I do I don't like to say rule I like to say guideline guideline I feel like when you say rule it's like okay like it's pressure you know whereas Mm. when you say guideline it's like I feel I mean not easy but I think it just sounds nicer it's not as rigid Mm -hmm. and pressurized I don't know if this is gonna this is gonna sound motivating or awful to be honest but I do think though sometimes look at it and think when did I last give 100% when did I last bit? I know you give 100% though. So like, I know, like, you you do. Do you know what I mean? There'll be times in our life where we do go through three, four months where we're given 100%. And if you really want huge results, you can get it. Yeah. And if you're, you know, again, if you're somebody listening to this, you're like, oh, is this me? Am I doing that? When was the last time you just think hard? Yeah. When was the last time that you didn't want to get out of bed, but you did anyway? When was the last time you couldn't be asked to go to the gym, but you went anyway? When you wanted a pizza, but you chose some veggies? Like, ask yourself that because it is important. And I like to do something disciplined every day. Not all day, every day, but every day. What's normally your thing that is your discipline? Recently, recently, my discipline is yoga and meditation every day because it doesn't come easily to me. And it's meditation, probably, yes, but the yoga, it's something I want to do and I'm not doing. So that's been my discipline recently. I really want to start meditating or practicing yoga a lot more. Mm-hmm. I am just a little bit impatient. Okay, it'll make you more patient though. Yeah. And I'm going to so- try it. I, I am going to try it. I actually was going to do a little bit of research on meditation because I think it's definitely something that I could benefit from and start implementing into my routine you know again you know having that part of that routine because my mum meditates every single morning and she says it's been absolutely life-changing for her so what has meditating done for you? absolutely so much I cannot even explain and do you know what recently I've been trying to meditate more than once a day again another discipline thing and it's not just sitting down on a mat with you know my legs crossed it's meditating while I'm making a cup of tea like really focusing on everything I'm doing and focusing on my breath and being present in the moment so this is a huge thing that happened for me when I started meditating. I want to, I want to actually give some advice as well for anybody that's like you that's like, okay, I want to start because I explained it to my boyfriend saying in a really easy way. Um, because I'm telling him he should, but anyway, um, so I don't know if you've ever been through this, but when I go out, I know loads of people have since I start speaking about it. So when I go out or when I go to a certain social situation or when I go to meet someone previously, when I go on dates, I think about in my head, I get like anxious in my head and I think about what's going to happen. What am I going to say first? What, um, how are we going to act? What situations, what's the situation going to be like? Trying almost like plan it in your heads before it's even happened. But do you think, is that, is that like having, is that because you want to have like control over the situation though? Do you think, or? Yeah, 100%. Trying to control it, trying to control what people think of me, um, wanting to be liked, all of that sort of stuff. And meditation reminds me every time that those thoughts come into my mind, stop thinking about that and be you, just be you, because that's all you can do. And that's going to be the least stressful situation. And that goes, it's going to be so easy. And that goes back to what we were saying as well, is like, you can't, you can't have control over anything else. You can't have a control over like how somebody views you or how a date goes or how an event at work goes or an interview all you can do is just show up and and Mm. be you and stay true to yourself and it's it takes back control of your life like it really does it helps you when when you want to do something and there's all these thoughts telling you you can't that helps you to not make those thoughts emotions and feelings they're just thoughts and they get to leave don't you think this is crazy though i'm just gonna deep this like don't you think that's crazy how 
we will sometimes have those anxieties or those thoughts or try and plan and map out a situation in our head because we want control when it's actually giving us less control. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's, yeah. that, it's just crazy, yeah. isn't it? It's mad what your mind can do. It controls your life, doesn't it? And that's what meditation will do. It will help you take control back because it, it helps you to really manage your thoughts and be present. And your thoughts are, they become your reality. I was, someone said to me, so they was like, oh, I just don't know how to do it. And I get it, I get it. I've been doing meditation. This is like me, I don't months. want to know where to fucking start. So in England, actually, it's really good because they do like drop-in classes everywhere. So I started going to them. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And all I was doing was actually thinking about what everyone else around me was thinking. (laughs) Um, But I carried on going. When I moved to Sydney, I spent four weeks with this woman in, yeah, anyway, in like a centre place. I went there every day and she explained a lot around the deeper meaning of it. Blah, blah, blah. Then I practice a lot of headspace. I'd recommend that. But the best way I can explain it is try and focus on your breath. And if your brain goes elsewhere, start with five minutes. Just start with five minutes in the morning. And if your brain goes elsewhere and you're like, shit, I'm thinking about what's happening on Instagram or I'm thinking about Molly May or Stephen Bartlett. Okay, that's fine. That can leave now. Just back to the breath. Because what you're doing is you're training your brain to come back to the present moment. And every time you do that, that becomes a habit. So then you just start doing that naturally. Even after probably like six years, seven years of meditating, I I honestly, like I still will overthink. I'll still get in my own head sometimes, but it helps you to become so much more focused. Do you feel like, does it kind of help you gain a bit more perspective as well? gain more perspective yes I suppose so because you realize that your thoughts are just thoughts Mm. and that it is just a perspective and sometimes your perspective isn't right and you need that self it it makes me become so much more aware uh, reflect on my own sometimes I'm like why did I start this journey (laughs) (laughs) it makes you reflect on your own the things that come out of your mouth, the way that you're acting, the way, you know, like things that you've done, it it, it kind of like messes with my head a bit because when people do bad things, I'm like, I understand why. <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, I forgive everyone. I just forgive everyone for everything. I'm like, okay, I, mean, I understand why. That's good though because you, you know, then you've got less stress and, stress and anxiety and just, yeah. I think... Less grudges. Yeah, exactly, you know, and rather than holding on to grudges or holding on to those negative emotions, you can just, like, let it go now and be yeah. free of that because you can just, you know, manage it better. 100%. 100%. That's what it, that's what it does. It helps you manage your mind, your life. Honestly, I would recommend. If anyone's like, I want to take this up, just literally come and talk to me. I'm not going to meditate with you, but I'm going to guide you on where to go. <laughs> we could do um, like a little yeah, meditation but, session. I literally, I would I would actually love to do that. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe one day. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, So, I want to close with a question. For you mm-hmm. what advice would you give to somebody that is currently wallowing is currently in a bit of a victim mindset is blaming everything else other than themselves what advice would you give to that person to try and break free from that mindset say that they've now become a bit more self-aware and they've realized that they're in that victim mindset what would you what advice would you give to that person right so my answer is probably going to be a bit unexpected here but I think it might be a little bit more impactful and that's why I'm going to go with this I think people that are in a wallowing victim mindset don't want advice Okay, so I'm going to give the advice to somebody that's experienced someone experiencing someone close to them in a victim mindset. And the way that I would 
deal with it is probably not by calling that person outright, obviously depending on the situation again, but more asking them questions so that they can find the answer. Because when somebody finds the answer, they are, I think it's like 10 times more likely to take action on that. So if I went up to you and I said, Lois, you know, you're acting like a victim, you're wallowing, get out of this. You might take that word actually. But if I went up to, you know, just some random person and said that, they're going to feel attacked because they are a victim. Mm. They are a victim. They're going to feel extremely attacked. Okay. If somebody said to me, how do I deal with my brother? Who's, you know, a victim, he's in a victim mindset, blah, blah, blah. Ask them the right questions to get them to the answers that say that they have the control over the situation and they have the power to change it. So why do you feel like that? How would you like to feel? Where would you like to be? How could you do that? What's impacting you right now? All of those sorts of questions, because when somebody comes up with the answer, they are going to take action to make that happen. But I'm, I'd love to know your answer too. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really interesting, actually, that you say that. And this is a thing, Not it's not going to be a one-size-fits approach for everyone. I think some people might need that tough love. They might need that telling too. But again, it goes back to how close are you to that person? Are they going to react in a certain way? I know when I have... Um, experienced this with somebody before when they've turned around to me and they've said I just feel they, they've turned around to me and they've said everything in my life is not where it wants to be I you know I don't I just don't understand why I've not got the job that I want I don't understand why things just aren't going right for me in my life I know that I have dodged being brutally honest with that person because it's almost like they're too far gone in that victim mindset to be able to get through and it's you can take a horse to water but you can't make it drink you can give all the advice and you can try and be there and support as much as you can but if that person is not ready to do that inner work is not ready to take control is not ready to change their mindset or admit that they are the only ones that can take the fucking reins and control Mm. over their life sometimes you can't get through sometimes sometimes you can't and sometimes you do unfortunately have to let that person figure it out for themselves and this is unfortunately sometimes it takes getting to rock bottom to actually change and as shit as that sounds sometimes you sometimes you just can't help people sometimes they have they they have to help themselves at the end of the day 100 percent. you know there's this there's this quote right and it's um it's like the teacher appears when the student is ready i don't know if you ever heard that no when i first heard it i was like "Mm, don't really get it i just don't get it but then since coaching i so get it because I could go through something with a client a million times, but if they're not ready to hear that, they could. I could have 12 sessions with one person. And if they are not ready, but then they have one session with someone else that tells them the same thing and they're ready in that moment, that's the teacher. That's who taught them that. And I'm okay with that, you know, but I've seen it happen. And it's, it's exactly the same with anybody that's in a victim mindset. They are not going to change until they are ready to change i think if you're somebody that's in a victim mindset and you are ready to change that's amazing that's great you're recognizing it and you're you can do so many things to get help speak to people work out cycles look where this started look why it might be selling what do you get from being a victim why do you crave that you know i i definitely i definitely agree with that and i think when you are in that victim mindset sometimes it can be really hard to see outside of how you currently the situation that you're in and how you feel but you have to start envisioning envisioning the life that you want envisioning the person that you want to become and start Mm. using start using that way of thinking to rather than make you feel like shit 
empower you and inspire you to be That's like true. i can fucking become this person or i can do x y and z if i put in the work if i commit to these changes you know and like you said strip back look at your life look what's going on what do i need to change what do i need to put in to take control of my life and start becoming that empowered version of myself that i want to become mm. 100%. 100%. I think this will help a few people. I hope it does anyway. Definitely. 100%. And it has been absolutely amazing having you on. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Just quickly, before we wrap this up, can you just um, let everyone know what your Instagram handle is? Yeah, so it's Rosie underscore coaching. And like I said earlier, honestly, if anyone has any questions about any of that, anything... Like my DMs are always open. I'm really, really happy to speak to anyone about it. So yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you. It has. Thank you so, so much. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>